Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Passion Project. Episode 75, you guys, 75. This is the podcast about passionate people and the things that drive them. I am your host, Taylor Reed. Welcome, you guys. Like I said at the top, episode 75, who knew that we would be here? It has been such a wild and crazy ride, but I'm so, so thankful you guys have joined us. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We've been out for a couple weeks with Thanksgiving holiday. If you celebrate it in America, welcome. Welcome. Wow, I can't even speak. If you celebrate it in uh, America or anywhere else, uh, happy belated Thanksgiving. We are in the full flex of the holiday Christmas Hanukkah season. Uh, or any other holiday, really. Um, Kwanzaa, Yule is a holiday I just learned about. So lots of different holidays. Hope you guys are celebrating and getting excited about this season. And I feel like 2021 is going to be a different holiday season than last year. So very excited to be getting into the season. Um, if you are just tuning with us for the first time, we welcome you. Uh, go ahead and like uh, this episode if you're listening on iTunes or leave a star rating or a review. Subscribe as well. You guys can get these episodes weekly in your feed if you do that. Uh, you could also listen to us on Spotify. Uh, you can add it to your you know, yearly review next year. You can add it. Maybe, you know, you guys can listen to it over and over and then add it to your yearly wrapped Spotify. You know, everyone's doing that these days. So popular. Um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. If this is your first time, go ahead and listen to some older episodes. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, as well, uh, follow us on social media, passionproject.pod, all the places, all of that in the show notes below. If you guys want to check it out, as well. This week on Passion Project, like I said, episode 75, you guys, whoo, so amazing. We have such an incredible and just such a lovely guest, someone that I truly um, admire and someone that is just so kind um, to take out um, the time to do this. It's Brooke Abrahamson, you guys. Brooke Abrahamson is the artistic director of Character Works Theater uh, in Richmond, Virginia, in the greater Richmond area. You guys have heard me talk about Character Works or CYT a lot on this show. This company, I started doing shows in, in eighth grade and continued on until my the end of my high school. It's an after-school arts theater Um, youth theater program and it's just incredible what they do in the greater Richmond area and um, their shows are just wonderful and I had truly no bad words to say about my experience there Um, we are having Brooke on the show because it is their 20th anniversary of being in uh, in existence and um, to celebrate that in March uh, on March 5th of 2022 they are doing a gala uh, and for uh, to raise some money for character works uh, it's called an evening of stars character works 20th anniversary gala we talk a little bit about it in the episode um, there'll be dinner an alumni concert a live auction there's a bunch of cool things as well if you guys uh, if that's something you guys want want to partake in or if you're in the greater Richmond area if you want to go um, the information will be down below in the show notes as well 
So, like I said, there's really nothing. Um, I had such a great and wonderful experience with Character Works. You guys will hear all about Brooke's journey to Character Works and how theater came into her life at such a young age. Uh, and also, we talk just about theater and our favorite shows and shows that we want to perform one day. And it was, it's just such a lovely conversation. So, without further ado, here is episode 75 with Brooke Abrahamson on Passion Project. Um, well, officially, I want to say welcome, um, Brooke Abrahamson, to the show, um, to Passion Hi. Project. <laughs> I am grateful that you're taking out the time, and I'm excited I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard this from a lot of alumni, but SeaWorks literally did change my life. Like it, if I had not done CYT character works, then mm-hmm. I, I really would not be the same person. I, 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 I would not have met the same people. I probably wouldn't have even gone to the same college, like, and then met my wife. And then it's just like, there's so many ripple effects of it. Oh, so, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to dive into it because... Yeah. I had this experience with previous guests on the, you know, with Tracia and Alana, like we were saying, is that when you're, when you're going through it, you're just a student. So you like, I'm, I, I, it's not like I, I get to know you guys, but it's not like a, it's a, you know, teacher student relationship. It's not like a peer relationship. So I'm, I, I'm always love to have, you know, those teachers that taught me on the show because I get to know you guys a little bit better. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's very different. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you've seen a lot of people grow, I'm sure, as, as the, you know, in the 20 years that you've done it. So I'm sure that's exciting. And, and there's probably a lot of emotions with it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the group that started 20 years ago, they all, they're all married with kids now who can come see the shows and do the shows or, you know, so it's a whole full circle experience. Yeah. Like some of their kids are doing, is that true? Like, are some of their kids doing it or? Yeah. 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 We've definitely had students, former students, their kids have come through the program or started, you know, done some classes. We definitely have them in the audience. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Oh <laughs> I love God. it though. But yeah, it's, it's, emo- it can be emotional for sure. Yeah. To see. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm just really old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am, we're going to talk a lot about SeaWorks, of course, for those that don't know, it's uh it's based in Richmond, Virginia, and it's a, uh, you know, um, youth theater organization um, that started out as Christian Youth Theater, but then changed to Character Works, like we were saying, and I guess it was 2013 or 14. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a lot about that. But I do, like I was saying, I like to start with people's kind of beginnings, but just because as I've gotten older, and even studying, you know, mental health and stuff like that, it's just, so much of our childhood and so much of the environment we were just like thrust into just like really affects like the adult that you are like for better or for mm-hmm. worse I don't know if you feel the same way <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway tell me I don't know if I for some reason I think I were you, are you from Colorado or am I getting that wrong <laughs> I lived I lived in Colorado okay. briefly yeah but um I'm actually from Richmond. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so my family, um, extended family, they're from here. 
Um, and when I was 10, we moved to California mm. and, um, I actually moved several times. So, and that is kind of where my story begins that led me to somewhere like character works years later. But, um, yeah, we moved to, my dad was, uh, got a job in ministry and, uh, as a, uh, worship pastor at a new church in San Diego. So when I was 10, oh, we moved okay. there. What was unique? Yeah. So what was unique about that church is, um, there was a drama program there. Mm -hmm. They had a full-time drama program. So I started acting in that program almost weekly right away. Yeah. And that's where it all started for me. Wow. Amazing. Well, so how, because Virginia and California, like very different places and especially San Diego is like its own little like (laughs) haven almost in California because my best friend lives in San Diego. Yeah. I don't know. Was that a big, like influential move for you as like a young child? Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. Just coming from the East coast to the West coast was a huge culture change in a lot of ways. Um, And yeah, the San Diego surf culture Mm -hmm. really, I, we lived 10 minutes from the beach. And so I became, I went from kind of, you know, living in the trees here in Virginia to, being a beach girl and it did really influence everything about me for sure. I became, I think I'm still a little bit of a California girl at heart. We did, I didn't live there forever, but I was there for five years and, and have gone back as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, you know, just, just moving in general as a 10 year old, you know, you really learn a lot about, you got to leave your grandparents and you know, I had yeah. to leave a lot of people behind and friends and learning how to kind of start over and meet new people and, um, you know, that can be hard at first, but it was a great learning experience too. So, so you were 10 when you moved there. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. were 15 when you left. Yeah. Yeah. A that's, a, that's a pretty like seminal time too. Like those yeah. are like years where you're like, you know, yeah. learning so much at one time. It's like overwhelming right. too, probably looking back. You're like, man, I was learning so much. <laughs> yeah. And just becoming like a teenager. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I have a little bit of a Valley girl accent now. <laughs> But no, really, like learning how to talk and what, you know, your style. And yeah, it was very were you like at the time, were you aware of the cultural differences from Virginia? Like, was that something you were aware of? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know if I know. I mean, uh, not in a way that I can analyze it now. But um, for me, I just know. Yeah, I just loved I loved the beach. So that's all I was aware of. And yeah. um, I miss my friends, but I I really just loved the new opportunities there. So I embraced it. I think my parents who were older, they were like 35 at the time, they really were able to, you know, compare and contrast and they missed things about the East coast and all that. But I think I was just, and I just instantly fell in love. So mm-hmm. I was just living in the moment, I think. Definitely best case scenario is to, yeah. <laughs> is to like it versus, so you have, you have three siblings, right? I do. Yes. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My that, brother. Yeah. Do you think that plays into it at all? Like being the oldest of like, you know, I have to, you know, like this experience maybe, or <laughs> like well, my, my I, younger siblings? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely had to be the big sister and mm-hmm. the babysitter. Uh, I had, I was actually, my brother's two and a half years younger than me. So we're close in age, but then my next sister is, 10 years younger than me and my little sister is 14 years younger than me. So we had kind of two separate sibling groups there. And so I really did play the like babysitter role a lot, but 
I think if I wasn't happy, I definitely made my parents aware of it. <laughs> so yeah. I was still, you know, young. And I, I mean, it wasn't all easy. I just liked California. So mm-hmm. I, but it was still hard. It was still middle school. I mean, it was yeah. still trying to fit in, mm. you know, trying, you know, uh, sometimes being a little rebellious. Like, can I go a little further down the block and, you know, beyond where my parents want me to go? You know, just, it was still... Yeah, there was still a lot of angst. Let me put it that way, you know, just growing up being 13, trying to fit in. Mm. And um, California, you know, has that Southern California has that whole, I don't know, Hollywood influence. So it was like, there's also two hours from LA too. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of like different kinds of now I, I can see it really clearly now, but just the different kind of pressures of how people look and all that kind of stuff, you know, really starts to play into the culture, probably a little bit more than other places Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there, you know, if it wasn't all perfect, I guess, but I did personally just love the beach. And Mm -hmm. that was, that was a fun experience for me. Is that something too? like, is the beach still like, is that like your one true love? Like you're like, (laughs) like always trying to be near the beach or. Yes, I can, I can say that. Yeah. 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 But um, I love the mountains too. I've been, you know, later years had a lot of adventure in the mountains. So I just outdoors person. Yeah. I try to try to get back there when I can, but being a theater person keeps me indoors a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a lot of tension. That's true. But you guys did do outdoor stuff last year. So that's true. (laughs) I don't know if that's exactly what I love, but that's true. We were actually, it was, there was a benefit to being outside last year. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was hard theater has it. its own. I mean, I've seen stuff at Dog Dell and like, it's its own, like it's its own thing. Like there's so yeah. many different like things you have to play with when you're outside. I've never done an outside show, but man, it's a, I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it has a lot of fun benefits and some, you know, if there's a party atmosphere, like a picnic kind of atmosphere. Yeah. So, yeah. and, um, it's really, it's refreshing, but you know, you're dealing with the weather, yeah. you're dealing with the heat, you know, you're dealing with some things that are different, but we were, we were appreciative yeah. to be able to, uh, do that last year during yeah. COVID for sure. And I know a lot of community theaters around the U S did that. I mean, did yeah. side stuff. I saw it mm-hmm. at a lot of places around social media. So it was, that was really cool. Yeah. People took that opportunity. Um, I want to, so this was the eighties, I assume that you were growing up. Do you ever think about like that? Like now that you're raising your own daughters too, like how different the time is, like how different just things have changed so much. Oh, from the eighties. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yes. Well, you, yeah. You think about both things, what's the same and what's different, but, Mm -hmm. and you know, for me, the constant thing that we end up talking about a lot is just technology. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the same human issues from the (laughs) eighties that, you know, kids have now, but technology is completely different and changes the game a hundred percent. So I can think about that just from remembering myself as a teenager. And then I can also appreciate it now that I'm a parent Mm -hmm. and I'm navigating as my kids are becoming, you know, I have a preteen right now. So just thinking about myself, like when I was 10, you know, moving to California, I mean, you know, you still have challenges, but now, gosh, that's what the biggest difference Mm. technology. Do you think about it all? Like, did this a town like raising you like did San Diego raise you or did Richmond raise you or was it something else was it the mix of the two or 
Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I am, I would say my parents, you know, which is maybe an obvious answer, but my parents, um, they were awesome and a strong family unit unit and had raised me with great values, strong faith. And, and because I moved and I ended up moving several times after that, they were my, you know, central, they, they're, they were just always there, you know, for me. And they were, they raised me, of course they did, but, um, there, I had influences from both Richmond and California. We went back, we had extended family in Richmond. So the legacy, you know, my grandparents and their influence as a little kid. And then when they would come visit, so we would go back for holidays. Um, but then of course I was absolutely influenced by being a middle schooler. I mean, that's, you know, that's whenever you start to really walk away from your parents and like, look outside of your family like what's going on out here yeah. in the world and yeah. um that for, for me was for worse. <laughs> right for, usually for worse for a minute and hopefully yeah. then don't go back to better but um yeah there was definitely a little bit of both for me better and worse and I would say that was my that was California for me yeah. so yeah so you mentioned a little bit too like with your church starting the drama was that like the first inkling of theater like were you interested were your parents just like you're doing this and you're like oh okay I guess so but you know I don't remember I was thinking about it and I don't know who decided to do theater for me but um it was a very unique opportunity because there was a full-time staff person that did drama so we did drama every Sunday that like it was an original production, like an original skit that went with the sermon. And then they would do community musicals. They would do adaptations. So very similar to what I do now, character works, Um, a smaller scale, Mm -hmm. sometimes outdoors, but um, all of those same. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And all of those same um, children's literature stories. So I got, Mm -hmm. I got, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was one production of Pete's Dragon. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. Who, I don't know who told me to audition or if I wanted to, but I, I got Pete because there are, you know, not a lot of people probably auditioning. And I was oh, a little boys. girl. I, never boys. Never boys. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, in fifth grade, I was still young and um, I fell in love right away. And wow. I felt like I, I always remember myself sitting on that stage and I just felt like I was at home. And mm-hmm. also it was right when I moved. And so it was an amazing uh, I don't know, outlet, because I didn't have a lot of friends yet. So but yeah, I don't know that. I mean, right. As soon as I started doing it, I loved it. And it so was, was that I, always I the trajectory, that. like you always wanted to go towards something with theater? Or was there were there other like, as you grew up, was there other interests or that was I once I did that show, that was it for me, I wanted yeah. to be an actress first. Um, and I never looked back and my dad, a couple years later suggested, I look at directing. <laughs> he was like, what about directing? So parents says, you know, all of you arts kids out there know your parents usually try to steer you towards something more practical, if at all yeah. possible. <laughs> but my parents were willing to let me explore it, but he said, suge- he, he was like, what about directing? You have a little bit more control. You might, you know, you could do both. Mm-hmm. And that kind of planted that in my head when I was young. And, um, he actually took me to UCLA film school when I was 12 (laughs) to show me around. I think you really would like, if you want to do this, like go do it and and Mm -hmm. go all out. You know, I was kind of going back and forth between theater and film in my mind. So, but yeah, those two things. Did you want to do film? 
Yeah, I, I love yeah. movies too. So I actually thought for a long time I would be an actress and I would maybe go be a movie director. Um, I still actually think about that sometimes, but I never, when the time came, I I love theater so much too. And when the time came, um, it made more sense for me not to try to go to LA. I wanted to be in a smaller town. So, yeah. Um, And I, I stuck with theater, which I, you know, I do love the live, you know, aspect of theater. What do you think it is? Because theater is so special. Yeah. Like, obviously we both love it so it's it's a wonderful (laughs) medium but like what what is it about like do you think the whole experience of it and I think maybe the COVID year we realized oh yeah we do love it (laughs) yeah right and we miss it yeah yeah I think what you're saying I mean it's the it's the interactive element um that's really magical I mean there is something amazing about an audience you know, it changes the production as an actor. You remember that, you know, the audience gives you, you feed off of each other. Yeah. And then there's just something amazing about being immersed in an experience that's happening right at the same moment, face to face. And it's magical in yeah. a way where, you know, film is, it can be also amazing, but it's, it's more distant. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. It's like you get to actually physically and emotionally experience something when you're in live theater, both as an actor and as an audience member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love too that it's whatever performance you're at, that will be the only performance of that, of that specific performance. It oh will yeah. Never, it'll never, even if you do it again the next night, it's never the same. It's always something's different about it like the audience is different that maybe you know on Broadway or something maybe someone else comes in and takes over a role or something like that like it's always different so like right as the audience it's like it's just always changing which is really cool right film is is very you know it's all the it once it's once it's edited together it's all you know there forever (laughs) right and it's never yeah but yeah absolutely it changes and you kind of want it to, you want to keep it fresh. And that's Mm -hmm. what it does by being live. You're so right. I mean, it's, it's actually, cause as a director, I get to sit and watch a lot of the shows and it is just truly fascinating, you know, just the chemistry in the room, how, how it shifts based Mm -hmm. on who's there in the audience and what time of day it is. And um, it's it's changed again, like the the audience, especially like I definitely remember like definitely different times, but it's funny how the, there are specific shows like um, performances that so stick out in my brain of like, oh, that audience was great or that like, it's so crazy how it sticks in your brain. Right. Um, from performances that I did. I, I want to know, I'm interested too, like what, what were some roles that you played growing up? <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, Besides, you know, Pete, the son of Pete. I know that's a weird one to start with, but that was, it was a great, you know, Pete, Pete's dragon. Um, I played Alice in Alice in Wonderland yet an adaptation. Um, Alice in Wonderland. And uh, oh man, for some reason I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, (laughs) I did a lot of stuff at school in middle school and some stuff in high school I also played soccer so that fought all the time I was a competitive soccer player so I couldn't do as much theater as I wanted um I did a production of rebel without a cause okay the the title role the, the, the not title role the lead character in that I you can't even think of her name. I wasn't the <laughs> rebel I was a girlfriend of the rebel without a cause yeah. um 
this old James Dean movie. Look it up. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I've heard, <laughs> heard of it. Heard of it. Yes. <laughs> um, and I've been um, Meg in a, a play of Little Women, mm. which was one of my favorites. And um, some of the college stuff is more more plays that are a little obscure, and I can't even think of them right now. But <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. That's what college Charlie, is. For, right? Charlie, the, I was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, yeah, so those kind of shows. Yeah, that's what college is kind of like you're supposed to do those weird like shows. Yeah, like I guess I don't know. They're just obscure. I mean, you know, we yeah, there we did a lot of obscure like one you know one acts and and they were all really interesting but yeah, yeah. it's been a little it's been a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so was it was there ever a was there a switch for you where you were like oh I am gonna go just all in tour for directing or were you what was when did yeah that, when did that occur well I all along um my journey to theater and I ended up as a theater major at Arizona State University so it was that from that moment I told you all the way through college um I was always doing little production things as well and I especially in college really just started doing some of the directing I took directing classes I would volunteer to help on a production and I did some um I loved my design classes as well and again I was really um, pursued that kind of stuff, designing sets, lights. I just really enjoyed the production side. So I was always sort of doing both, but I loved acting. What happened with, is in my twenties, I, I actually had moved back, um, from Colorado. <laughs> I was there yeah, a little while after school. <laughs> my family had come back to Virginia. So I actually came back to Richmond and I was auditioning. Um, I did that local community production of little women. And then I went to another audition and I remember just being in the audition and honestly looking at the schedule, looking at the pay, I was in my mid twenties and I finally, I literally just said, you know what? I, I think I'm done. Like it just, it was like that side of it, the auditioning, the, the, the grind, the, grind, yeah. the lack of pay, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, that comes with it, which wasn't a huge deal. I would love to do it. You know, I love to do it anyway, but you know, at that time trying to find my career, kind of find my path. I just wasn't interested mm-hmm. to, to you know, keep doing that grind and the auditioning too. Uh, people, you know, really when you're, when you want to be an actor, you have to really enjoy auditioning a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think I ran out. What you're doing. Cause I know yeah. people, I've watched interviews where even Broadway performers are like, all I do is audition like during the day. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some people, I think the true like driven performers, cause I loved it, but like you have to be driven to just put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you have to enjoy that part of it. And I, I hit a wall with that for me. And it was like, I just was like, I want to go do, I want to go teach or direct. And I already knew God had cultivated in me like a real love for working with kids and youth ministry. So I kind of knew some of these things. I didn't need to go to New York or LA. I just wanted to do what I loved. So Mm. I, I, that's whenever I turned and was like trying to find that, um, you know, a new path that really involved more behind the scenes and, and teaching directing, which I really love to. Was, so from what I know is there's kind of, if you want to go into acting, there's kind of two ways you go about it. You either go to school or you can just move to New York and LA and just like audition. Like those are like, was there ever a part of you that did want to move, just, just move to New York when you were like 18 and just audition, or you just didn't want to do that life? No, I, 
I didn't because I just always knew I was going to go to college mm-hmm. and I don't know that that was like my decision or the society. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, and honestly, I was, I wasn't the most like motivated when I, by the t- end of my senior year. Cause like I said, I was actually, you know, competitive soccer player. I was burnt out on like playing soccer six, seven days a week for years. And yeah. um, for me, I was just looking for like a fun college experience where I could actually do something new. And I knew I wanted to go into theater, although I did consider English and psychology for a minute because those yeah. are all very related. I love those yeah. things too, but I knew theater was my passion. So yeah, I wanted to go to school and just explore and learn and and also just explore life. Like what else? Because again, I played sports all the time. So, mm-hmm. and when I wasn't playing sports, I was trying to get in a show at school, you know? So um, yeah. I, that's what I did. So I don't think I was like super ambitious enough to go move to New York. And then by the time I was done with college, I had such a faith transformation where I really kind of went away from the Lord for a few years and then came back. And um, I just knew that that's not what where I, I knew I shouldn't go off to New York or LA at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it's so interesting the paths that some actors take because you definitely, you always can, whatever community you're in, there's always community theater going on. But if you do want to move to New York or LA, you know, that's a huge, you know, leap of faith. You just got to just go do the grind, like you were saying. Right. Yeah. So. Right. And, I, and again, growing up in the time and then, you know, say college in the 90s and, um, I mean, and, and Hollywood, I did have some friends. I had a lot of friends actually that went off to Hollywood to try to be actors, um, right after college or like that were a few years older than me. And I had a few that went to New York and I, there were so many scary stories at the time about yeah. it that I think, again, you had to either have money or, a really good agent to even feel like you had a good chance or you had to kind of go in this, what seemed to me, again, it might've been my personal, personal perspective, but just a little bit of a dark world <laughs> where yeah. it's like hard to feel safe. Like, you know, you just felt like, a, and, and you can hear some of that with the, you know, me too movement that just came out the last five years, but yeah. I would hear some of those things from, from friends of just like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, a lot of compromise if you want to mm-hmm. get where you want to go. And that was never of interest to me or in New York. I remember a friend, just this guy who was super talented, but you know, he was living in a tiny, tiny apartment, um, unable to break in the scene the, you know, on Broadway or even as a theater actor, straight play. And I'm he was like, like five grand a month. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, don't do it. So it's like, it was hard back then, like just with the, if you didn't have the resources to even know how to get started in that world. So what, that was one of the reasons I was like, I don't know that I'm ready to, you know, dive into that. Do you think it's easier today? Like as a, because I feel like kids in general, like, I think in general, this is a very general statement, um, but kids just want to be famous. Like, that's the thing. Like they yeah. don't, they don't, they don't, I don't want to act. I want to be famous or I want to be an influencer. And, and so I think in that respect, maybe like, I don't know, is it, is it easier to break into a uh, acting? I don't know. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know yeah, you're right. What you're see, what I'm talking about is the time in the nineties before the internet. Yeah. So everything was, you know, we didn't have access to 
anything that we have access to now. So um, yeah, you had to go move and, and, you know, go through this whole process with face-to-face people. But now, and I've seen this over the last 20 years, you can be famous quickly online um, and which can be a bad thing. And so people just have, want to be famous for, you know, they want their minute, moment of fame or, you know, now though you can get yourself out there. So, so easy. I mean, mm. um, so you yeah. can break in. So I think Anyone that can go make a movie with their phone, like right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember ugh, again, trying to make movies in high school. Yeah. I mean, we're doing two VCR. I mean, there's, it, it was like, you know, impossible to get the equipment to do this kind of stuff. And then like five years later, you know, you've got the equipment right there on your computer and now your phone. So I do think that, you know, you've got more resources, more access now, and, you know, pe- people can look up like what to do and where to go <laughs> a lot easier yeah. now. So I think in some ways you're right. I mean, and you can become, yeah, YouTube famous, but yeah. there's a lot more bad content out there now though, right? That's <laughs> there's a lot more like throwaway content because yeah. everybody's trying to make content now. <laughs> it's, I've, I'm in this place. I feel like there's literally content for everyone. Like there's so many niches of, co- of little yeah. things. Like there's so much especially like television there's so much television shows out right now like I think I read there's like 500 or like almost 600 like scripted tv shows on which is like kind of crazy Mm -hmm. but um so but there's literally you can find a show and it's I mean it is a little the same like there's a podcast for everyone too like everyone can find a podcast they love yeah um so it's interesting. I wonder if we'll get to a place of like oversaturation. I'm, I'm sure we're there a little bit, but yeah, well, I know. I mean, the last five years has been like a, or even a little bit more has been an amazing time for TV. Cause I yeah. guess all the streaming has offered opportunities for more people to get more writers. Yeah. You know, yeah. More writers. Yeah, so there's yeah. actually been some, it's kind of a golden age, a little bit of TV, yeah, for sure. yeah. but it's absolutely, I would say maybe could, you could argue it's getting to that saturation point. That's what I wonder too, even with like just actors in general, is that like, like, so because so many kids do want to be actors, I feel like it can be actually, I, it's funny. I work with a lot of kids and a lot of them are like, I want to be a doctor or a scientist, which I'm like, cool. That's great. Do you know how hard it is? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my wife's going to be a doctor. I know how much it takes, but you should do it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just know it's not easy. Right. Like my wife's going to be in school for another like 10 years. So. Right. And it's expensive. Yeah. 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 That's funny. That's so true. It is funny. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at those those shifts in different, you know, kids and what they, you know, end up wanting to do when they're older and, and things right. like that as well. So, yeah, right. I, I mean, listen, I'm not complaining about all of the content we have as, as someone that enjoys a lot of content and, and right. a lot of content. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me too, actually. I just, yeah. Just when you're looking at talent you look at YouTube, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that you don't need to see too, right. but there are, there's some great content and, and, you know, nowadays, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not so exclusive every, you know, everybody can have a voice because of technology and that's really interesting. Yeah. And that is changing, I think the whole acting game and what's expected and casting and all of that, which I think is exciting. And yeah. Well, I, I, always, I brought up this example on the show before of the show Schmig- Schmigadoon. I don't know if you watched it on Apple. I did. I watched it. Yeah. It, I do not know. I don't know how that show got made. Like, it's so weird and it's so specific. And yeah. it's like, like, who is it for? It's for us. Like, that's who it's yeah. for. But like, 
who else would watch it? I'm just like, what the heck? How did this even get me? And that's right. an example of like, you can just make anything now. Like anything, <laughs> like someone will find it and watch it. Really? I love it. But it's, I, right. I think in the early 2000s, it was all about like ratings and like, and I just don't think that's, no one cares about that anymore. I don't know. Maybe no. they well, they, yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's, it's you, more people have access to it now. So you can find an audience a lot easier and you don't have just the same couple of people making all the decisions of what gets made and what doesn't and, mm. and things aren't as controlled by probably, you know, the commercials as they used to be. So yeah. it's very different, but it's been well, good. I think that's hate commercials. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally every time I'm on YouTube and, and a commercial comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, we're really? not used to it anymore we're like go 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 yeah oh, I remember the there was one commercial that's all the, and now there's two and I'm like are you kidding me really <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming back these are the you know this is what keep, keeps me up at night apparently <laughs> uh I'm wondering so for me I, I I theater is probably always my first love but in the in the past like maybe five or eight years I've really fallen in love with film I've really fallen in love with movies and I think it's really because it's just so much more accessible because you can just go to a movie theater and go see a movie or you can stream it or whatever. But what yeah. is your, how do you feel about that conversation of like theater being more accessible and should it like, should ticket prices really be $200? Like, I don't know. It's a big conversation, a big question, but what is your, what are your feelings about it? Do you mean should like Broadway, sh should Broadway shows be so expensive versus going to see a movie? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, that and just, I think the only, the, one of the biggest issues with theater today is that it's not as accessible as it should be. As far as like ticket, even ticket prices in local theaters, you know, if it's a professional community theater, they're still like, you know, $30 a person maybe. Right, so, right. Which isn't as expensive as Broadway, but um, I don't know. I just think like there's so many kids around the world that love Broadway, but it's so hard to get there and so hard to like go see a show. I don't know. And I think it's interesting with like Hamilton doing their professional shot video and come from away and all these things. You know, I think a lot of the times theater producers were like, that's a bad idea because then people won't come and see the show. But I actually think it's, I think it's great that we have those. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I think that's the answer to maybe your question is, you know, the way that they've been filming over the last even 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, again, and from, you know, growing up doing theater at college in the 90s, we didn't have access to watching any videos yeah. um, of anything. Or so, I, you know, I didn't get to New York till I was 24. Like I couldn't, we, just we didn't see get to we didn't have access to theater yeah. then at all. And now you can stream and, you know, see these shows right in your house, which I think is amazing. And I do think that it, people fall in love and want to go see it in person. Um, but from, you know, on the flip side, I do understand from a business perspective, yeah. theater is, you know, it can be expensive. You want to be able to pay your actors, especially if you're in a professional world and, I don't think it has to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Maybe that's the <laughs> where it's getting too far because you do want to make it accessible and help the next generation fall in love with it yeah. um, and keep it alive. And I think keep doing shows that people love and families love. Um, and I, you know, but I do, it is expensive and 
I think movies, you know, you can show it all around the world and that money comes pouring in theater, that money doesn't always come pouring in. And so, and it's a, it's a special experience. So I, I get both sides, but I do think I love that there, I do not, I love Disney going on Broadway. I love filming these shows. I'm not going to be, I'll just say it's like a theater snob that, or, or a <laughs> purist that doesn't yes. want that stuff. I think, you know, let's, let's, yeah. bring. Even bring though, I mean, look back it. like PBS doing like into the woods or yeah. Sunday in the park with George, like, those are incredible pieces that of of really history like of history that we can look back on and yeah so and Hamilton will be one of those and right away and and I guess Diana the musical on Netflix I just think it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) my sister's been trying to get me to watch it and I'm like oh I don't know (laughs) <laughs> I have not seen it so I don't know <laughs> no comment no you yeah here first Brooke does not have a comment on Diana <laughs> yeah are, are we oversaturated with that with the Royals right now probably but <laughs> I don't know that was a good yeah the crown was good so yeah, yeah. that was fascinating yeah well I'm interested what is your like when did SeaWork CYT come into your life like how did that relationship start yeah, this was back when I first, um, the first couple of years when I moved back to Virginia and I was, I did a, sh- a community show and somebody in the show just said, Hey, you, and I was looking, that was in the time where I was doing some odd jobs and um, just really looking for, I, I just said, I love theater. I love kids. I love youth ministry. Like I'd love to combine those. I'd love to do something mm. with that. I don't need, you know, it can be local. I love directing. Um, and I heard CYT was coming to town. So they had an informational meeting. So I went to the first meeting and put my resume in. Yeah, put my resume in. And I met with the. Um, Do you remember like what you guys talked about, like at that meeting? The information meeting. Oh, it was just like what CYT would look like be. Yes, it was okay, a big gotcha. meeting of like invite all, you know, invite any families that might be interested. So it was like gotcha, a big gotcha. giant group. Um, and it had they had um, some. CYT staff from maybe California and Chicago there mm-hmm. putting on like they're doing like they took some of the kids outside and quickly put together a little performance and came back and showed the parents and so it was a lot of homeschool families probably it's how it started yeah. so yeah. I just walked up to the people that were in from Virginia in charge of it gave them my resume I then I had an interview um, with the artistic director at the time Laurel who is back in California now but she had grown up in CYT and was living in Virginia. So, and um, the, the woman who, who really, it was her daughter who wanted CYT to come mm. to Richmond. She knew about it out West. And she was like, mom, I really want this here in Richmond. So her mom brought it to Richmond. So I met with the two of them and I was like, I'd love to help out. You know, I, I could love to teach and I love acting, directing all of it. But they were like, well, we really need a choreographer. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I, I've done a lot of dancing, but I'm not a, like, I wouldn't call myself a choreographer. And they're like, yeah. all right, but can you do it? And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so that was how I started. And I started as a teacher as well. So I was okay. here for that first, first session, first show. They had a little tour group right before me mm-hmm. and I didn't, I wasn't part of that. But then Charlie they Brown? Or- yeah, Charlie Brown, the first show. Yep. Yeah. Now, so, but CYT started in 
did it start in San Diego or it did it did so did you were you aware of CYT or no I wasn't um aware when I lived there yeah. not at all that's so crazy <laughs> yeah it was I, I think I lived a good 30 at least minutes away um and so you know as a kid but we didn't hear about it but I had all I think that the couple that did drama at our church might have been involved with it mm-hmm. a little bit. I heard years later, but I didn't. So yeah, that was another connection yeah. for me. Like, oh, this is from San Diego. I know San Diego. Um, and yeah, that was, as soon as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, this sounds fun. I'd love to, I'd love to help out. And that's all I really did was like, Hey, let me, I'm happy to help out. Yeah. I, I, I'm a theater major. I love working with kids. What, what do you need me to do? And really like a perfect match. Like you like had a list of things and it was like, <laughs> like yeah. met all of them. <laughs> it, it's so true. And I always look back and I'm amazed and I didn't, you know, I didn't say like, I need this program. I right. just, but it did. Uh, I was brought to it and I, I never th- knew that I would stay for 20 years, but mm. I did. <laughs> Do you remember the first class you taught? I think I taught the, um, what we call sprockets now. It's our six and seven year olds. Yeah. I definitely taught them at first. And um, I think I taught a little of everything in those early days. I, I remember teaching a lot of stunts and combat classes. So fun. Um, and I don't those think were- I ever took one of those, but I remember people yeah. taking them. Yeah. yeah, those were fun. And I, I actually had, I, I just knew a little bit and I really liked it. So I ended up just learning a lot so I could teach more of those classes. It was fun, but I did a lot of drama classes. I did whatever I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, I did, I did 12 shows with character works. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that, but um, had a wonderful time. Um, Les Mis was like one of my favorites probably. Um, yeah, you know that I saw I saw CYT's original production in Richmond, and <laughs> was like, "Wait, how can I do this?" <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, <laughs> wait, what is the show? But I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. My mom, my parents actually met in London, and and saw Les Mis in London, like in the '80s, and loved. You know, they've loved Les Mis ever since. And when when that production, I think it was 2008 was when it was in Richmond they were like oh we got to go see this show and my mom said it's about this guy who steals candlesticks and that's literally all she said and my sister and I lit- like right after the show and we were like there was so much more to this story like why did why was that the only thing you said I don't understand <laughs> so that's it's like, a little bit more yeah, yeah I would yeah, say yeah there's like a little more <laughs> so we that's like a fun family like joke we're all like you know that show about the guy with the candlestick that steals the candlesticks you know <laughs> right oh it's so funny yeah. but I love that yeah, it's it was so fun to were they living in London they they so they- my parents did a bible college in london but they oh, did it at, cool. they did it at separate times but they wanted they were they were when my dad was there they were just there at the same time and they met at a church and then they just started dating so that's, um, that's a fun <laughs> yeah. place to meet yeah and my dad's canadian i don't know if you knew that but my dad's oh, canadian yeah. and my mom's american and they met in london which is like such a weird i love that story. have you done the podcast on that yet no, I have not. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have my dad on eventually. My mom's like, I don't know if I want to do it. But my dad is like, yeah, he, he said he would do it. So Canadian and American in London. You have to I do. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, and, and you know, there always is a little bit of stress when you're putting on a show, but yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like good. I mean, you can have adrenaline and work hard, yeah. but you don't have to be yeah. upset. I think I got upset a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I kept it in. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested too, especially because I've talked to a couple, you know, teachers and just people that I've worked with children for a long over a long period of time, and I'm wondering if you see any like similarities between kids when you first started versus kids now or like have how much has changed I mean, we talked a little bit about technology obviously technology has changed but just like the way are there any similarities or differences you've seen in children since you first started well again I, I'll, I'll say that kids are kids and so in so many ways I can kids keep reminding me of kids from another generation or another time or several years ago, that happens all the time. And it's been 20 years of that. Um, so a lot of, in a lot of ways, kids are kids, but um, we've noticed firsthand and it's a national conversation just about anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think I don't, and maybe we just labeled it in a different way or yeah. just handled it in a different way. Um, but I do think there's a difference of just kid be, you know, maybe be probably because of technology, but just anxiety. A lot of kids are dealing with yeah. way more anxiety, um, social anxiety, depression, confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say in that way. Um, also, kid, but in a in a nice in a uh, another way, like kids are uh, that because they have so many resources at their fingertips now, they're also very. I don't know, prepared and yeah. ambitious in a right? new way too. Pardon? What? Intuitive almost too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Intuitive. Yeah. 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 And so there's um, you know, these are it's a it's still a great group, lots of great leaders, and um, they're very ambitious, you know. So yeah, I don't know if that if that I, answers your question. Dreams, but. but I'm sure that was it was like that too 20 years ago. But <laughs> and now two kids know like our program has so has evolved to where um, I mean, I guess you said you came like it was 2008 to see Les Mis and you were like wanted to be a part of that. But that first group didn't know how big it could be. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, we were all just putting on these plays and it was like each one was better than the last or we were doing new things. And it was like, oh, cool, we can do that. But now people know what it could be. So they come with yeah. a lot of expectations and, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. well, I'll say Fiddler was the first show I ever saw with you guys. Okay. Um, which was, you know, Carson and yeah, and, all, and that whole group. Um, and I took a, I think I took a class around then. I don't, I, but Les Mis was just one that really stuck out. And, yeah. And I mean, Fiddler is an amazing. And Fiddler show. was amazing too. <laughs> yes. Fiddler was yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that show that you, that, so you guys did that show the year after I graduated and I always was like, oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, missed it. I know. <laughs> it's just such like it's it's just like lame is like no matter what role you are it's just such a great show like yeah it's one of my top five for sure fiddler it's uh tell me your other top five brooke oh gosh (laughs) um well i would put lame is in there if we're talking musicals um i love wicked so much uh pause (laughs) how do you feel about this casting oh i don't know what have what have i missed the movie you haven't seen no, sorry. Oh, it's I'm okay. Sorry. It's a lot okay. of it. What is it? So, Tell me. Um, so they finally, because you know, the movie's been in development like 12 years or whatever. Okay. They finally casted Ariana Grande is playing Glinda. 
Oh, it's her dream. I saw yeah. that. Okay. And then um, Cynthia Rebo, who was in The Color Purple, and she was nominated for Harriet's for an Oscar last year. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah, which I, 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 that choice, I'm like, okay, that's great. But yeah. Ariana, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got the goofy uh, quality and she's got an amazing And she book. started so- on Broadway. I don't know if you, like, she was in 13, the musical. Is what oh, I didn't started. know that. Yeah. So, like, she she understands the world. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a huge, I'm, I'm like, obviously she's talented, but I'm not, like, you know, the biggest right. fan. Right, I get it. The pop stars on Broadway aren't the best always. Well, yeah, pop, it's like it's like producers are like, "Oh, this will be a good idea," and then it doesn't turn out to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It'll sound good. She has a beautiful well, Cynthia, voice. <laughs> regardless, her no good deed is going to be like, insane. yeah. So like, right. uh, I, that'll make me happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that show. I mean, you know, I, I know it's a kind of older show now, but when it first came out, it was just so clever and creative. And, you know, every time it comes to town, I go to see it several times if I can. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely up there. Did you see the original cast or no? No, no. I missed them. No. Yeah. So you said uh, Lame is Wicked, probably Fiddler. You said Fiddler. Yeah, Fiddler. Okay, now you're going to make me figure out the other two. Um, oh, yes, I am. Uh, well, I'm just going to go off experiences. Uh, Next to Normal was a show about mental health, but um, that was a show that I saw on Broadway with the original cast, and I didn't know anything about the show. So I can't separate my experience from, you know, re- anything else, but I walking in, not knowing anything about it or the cast and seeing that original cast, I just love the style. I love that modern, you know, contemporary um, kind of musical. It was the, the set was so amazing to me with the levels that represented the up and down of her bipolar behavior and yeah. um, the singing. Yeah. So that was just like, I was just sobbing through that and yeah. torn and, you know, a lot of shows I see, I'm, I'm like, I feel like we get to the end and I just want to, you know, everyone to turn to Jesus. <laughs> That's what they need. These shows show so much brokenness yeah. and then they don't really have a good answer at the end. But mm-hmm. anyway, I love that one. And I, I don't know about my fifth one. I'll have to, if you have to throw a Disney one in there, I'd probably okay. say Mary Poppins. I'll okay. say Mary Poppins. <laughs> or, or oh you know what lion king I, I gotta say lion king oh lion king yeah 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 yeah. that's yeah. for the puppetry and the art design of that yeah 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 that's great that's great uh i'll throw out mine really quickly since we're here yeah, I'd love i have to uh lay miz and hamilton are tied for me uh, for number one because how, how did i not say hamilton okay. i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> okay go ahead taylor this is about you <laughs> <laughs> lay miz and hamilton um Next to normal. The last five years is also one of mine. It's beautiful. And then I always, I think ragtime is probably my last, oh, yeah. my fifth. Uh, I, I, I teeter between that and Dear Evan Hansen. I do love Dear Evan Hansen, but yeah. um, ragtime is just one of those shows that, man, I saw it at Liberty was the first time I ever saw it. And yeah, it's man, powerful. It's kill it. Yeah, it's so amazing the way they intersperse like history with the with you know fiction is just so great. And yeah, and the fact that those writers also wrote Susical, right? 
and you know like they did like rocky a couple years like that didn't do well but like or like once on this island like it's just crazy like those are those writers are just insane it's just crazy yeah yeah we always talk about you know hoping there's a time we can do ragtime at character or alumni or something it was probably a big like you guys probably talked about that for a long time (laughs) yeah a couple, well, maybe a couple years for sure. Yeah. I, I finally got to the point where I just was like, we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just do it. I got to fit. I don't, it's, I got to make it happen. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Um, well, that's a great segue into, I want to, I was, I'm all, you know, I'm curious as someone that did it, but also I'm wondering too, like, so what is the process of you guys picking shows? You don't have to go into super detail if you don't want to, but like, I'm just curious as someone, cause I'm sure as a, as a family organization, you can't do next to normal. You can't do, you you know, last five years. I mean, that's only two people, but you can't do shows like that. But um, I'm just curious, do you, what is that process like? Right. Well, we really have kind of an ongoing list that we've compiled and it started because we were originally part of a national organization. Mm. That was very helpful the first several years to learn from people who had been in business doing what we're doing for 10, 20 years before us. So we would really learn about the shows, um, you know, how they work and how they sell and how they do for ensemble parts and things like that. Um, So we've really been over the years compiling lists of like, what are the type, you know, what are the shows that are really good for us to do? And we have a criteria that includes like the show has to have um, the ability to have a large ensemble so we can put as many kids on stage. It has to have a great story um, that's family friendly or appropriate. Even, you know, sometimes we do shows like Lame Is where we say, hey, this isn't for the little kids, but it's still an amazing story that has, you know, you can pull out the truth in it in a a powerful way. And um, we look for shows that will sell well in the community. And that's because we're a business. I mean, we're a nonprofit, um, but we have to be able to keep going. So that's an important part. And there there are lots of really obscure, like you said, in college, you can do these kind of obscure off the wall shows, but they don't always sell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you know, you got to say like, what's going to bring out the, the crowds on the weekends, you know, and So that's part of it. And then we just put them in a rotation. um, That's about five years, every five years, like a give or take. Mm. And so that's kind of the formula we start with. And then we just start kind of, we're looking for the new shows because there's always a new show being released any minute. Like we're waiting for Finding Nemo right now. That would be really exciting. (laughs) But um, well, isn't, is Tech Everlasting new for you guys this year? That's yeah. Tech Everlasting is new. We, we tried to get it like years ago and we, and it was uh, restricted and see sometimes. So then, then once we kind of like put together a season and we do think about what shows will pull the right amounts of people, hopefully, like if this is a, show like it, right now we're doing Annie and Charlie Brown and Annie is got has got a lot of little girls in it so we're doing Charlie Brown and sure enough we have a lot of little boys signed up for that <laughs> so you know you try to like find opportunities to get as many people and a chance and yeah. um yeah so does it do you guys think about the diverseness of the shows like how like you were just saying the little girls and little boy you, you guys definitely think about that like sure we try to we try to have uh, think about having a variety throughout yeah. the year and I would love to do even more variety, but you have to make sure you have 
the community to pull it off too. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but like having, so, but definitely doing, um, yeah, having older shows, younger shows, shows that like younger kids like shows that older kids like shows for both. Um, and some different stories, you know, you don't want all your Disney shows in one season, you know, having kind of a, maybe like a classic musical theater mixed with, a new show mixed with the Disney show. So yeah, we try to have a good, what feels like a really dynamic season, Mm. a lot of variety. And then hairspray for me was just a challenge to try to, um, try to invite more diversity in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have gotten to see it, but I've heard it was great. (laughs) It was, it was, it was really fun. It was amazing to be a part of. Well, even like West side story too. Like that was I'm sure such a fun experience and and really cool because even that that the music it's intense that's an intense intense. yeah 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 but that's right we try to do some of the yeah that's what you know having our high school camp that in the summer we try to Mm -hmm. give some of that more intense meaty Mm -hmm. um content or we did high school musical too brooke so i know or really fun and funny okay that was Intense. Troy, Troy is feeling a lot of things in that show. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You yeah. called me out, but that was a long time ago. But that kidding. was really fun. Come on. That was it like was. Sometimes, sometimes summer is about fun too. I got to wear my own clothes basically. Like, yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> great. <laughs> Very colorful. We have like an orange stage. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. It was, man. That's when I painted the stage orange. I was like, yeah, let's do the stage. Like it looks like the, you know, terracotta and Mm -hmm. they were done painting. And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) what have I done? And they're like, no, just leave it. Just leave it. And it, it, it it turned out, but it was a lot, a lot of orange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next camp I did, which was Joseph, Uh your brother was playing in the Olympics. So we I just remember like all of us watching the Olympics during lunch and like, <laughs> like yeah. it was really fun. I remember that, man. Yeah. He, that was, um, tw- London. It was London. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I got to every four years for, um, four Olympics. I got to sneak away during yeah. camp and so watch cool. it play. It was amazing. It was fun. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I want to shift gears quickly too, to talk about the gala that you guys are doing and just Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, as of, um, releasing this, this will come out the day after tickets are, are, um, released to the, I don't know. What, what is the right wording? I don't know. Right. What is (laughs) the right sale? Uh, Yeah. On sale open. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. So you can, you can get your tickets now on, on characterworks.com or whatever, but um, describe, so obviously it's probably about like, a lot of it is about the reflection of the last 20 years, like looking back and, and looking at that, but what do you guys, yeah. What does this gala look like and what is your guys like intention with it? Yeah. Well, um, we are, we did this five years ago at 15. And so this is, it was so fun. It's a celebration. Mm -hmm. It's a time. And I mean, especially after having a year, a COVID year (laughs) where we had to really fight to stay open and um, do theater in a different way. So it feels like we are not taking this 20 years for granted. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a celebration of 20 years um, and hope and 20 more hopefully, um, that we really see happening. And it's just a chance to dress up and 
uh, we're going to, it's going to be at the Hilton um, in Shore Pump and it'll be a big dinner. Um, we, it'll also be a big fundraiser. So there's going to be a lot of exciting um, silent auction and live auction items. So there'll be some big trips and things like that. So um, it'll be a fun fundraiser in that way. And then we're going to look back at the years by bringing in some special guests for singing, um, trying to kind of pull together some of some performances that show the past or maybe some different casts that can sing together. Um, so we have some fun things up our sleeve, maybe trying to pull together all sorts of people from Les Mis. I mean, just different things like that. Um, so we're going to have a little alumni concert and not little, I wouldn't call it little. And, uh, but so just, we can just reminisce and celebrate. Um, so it's just exciting and yeah. anyone's welcome to come and buy a ticket and come eat dinner and enjoy the show yeah. and, um, you know, participate in the raffle or the auction and celebrate 20 years with us. Yeah. We should say too, I didn't say this right away. It's on, um, Saturday, March 5th. Yes. I, didn't, <laughs> I realized <laughs> that like, as you were talking, I was like, oh wait, we didn't even say when it was. Correct. <laughs> March 5th, 2022. Yes. Oh my goodness. So exciting. Yeah. And it'll be, yeah. Tickets will be on our website and um, yeah, we're looking, we're hoping we'll have people from all 20 years come and be a part of it. We know we still, you know, our current people are always excited, um, but we love, love having anyone and everyone because we don't get to see people all the time. We think about right. everyone all the time. We love when people yeah. can come back and see a show, but everyone moves well, there's on. There's only and- so much social media can do. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah, we hope to see and, and celebrate with a lot of people. That's awesome. That'll yeah. be so much fun. That's super exciting. And, and yeah, everyone should check that out. I'm going to put it in the show notes below so you guys can check it out as well. I want to ask, so what is, what do you guys have like a, do you have like a 20 year plan? Like what is the, what is the next? I know in the past, you know, since I've graduated, which was a long, you know, 2014 was when I graduated. So it was a long time ago, but yeah. um you guys have introduced a lot of really cool things like the Academy. I know right. it's like new, like I never got to do that. Like what the heck Brooke? No, I know. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah. um, I'm wondering, do you guys like have a, do you guys look super far in the future? Are you just kind of planning each year as it comes or what does that look like? I think we're doing a little bit of both. Um, yeah. We certainly have big dreams and you know, Um, I think we are all more and more hoping one day to have our own theater and um, education space and then can have a little bit of control over, you know, the the schedule and the space and then be able to hopefully grow from there, you know, and and invite as many people that want to do it, you know, into the program. Um, So that's always, we're always working towards that. And yes, I would love to see, for example, if you're talking about Academy that was introduced um, maybe 2016, 2015, right after you left, but it's um, a year long program that kids audition for. And then they do a different kind of performance at the end since we do musicals on stage all the time. So they, they might do a straight play, right. Or they might do a comedy or just something that they don't get to do in the big shows just for educational purposes. And it's been great. So I'd love to see, I'd actually love a film school um, in tandem with uh, our theater program. Uh, So kids in high school in particular can start really training in that way, um, you know, to, to go into film, because I just think our, 
students who come through just love the arts. They love acting. They might love production and directing. And a lot of that can translate really easily over to film. So those are some big dreams we have. And, uh, but right now, you know, we're just rebuilding out of the pandemic. And so it it does feel a little bit like one day at a time or one session at a time. And we're really thankful to be starting to grow back into our normal um, program right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, I mean, theater, theater, like we were saying a little bit before theater companies, you know, theater, community theater throughout the U.S. I mean, really the world, but obviously we're affected in the U.S., really did struggle during the pandemic so above uh, uh, among a lot of other things but um right I I heard I think it was Lin-Manuel Miranda who said like it's it's hard when you make a living on where people a space where people gather together and you right and that's not gather. yeah you can't gather so yeah 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 so yeah and and we were able learned from that from that experience Right. Definitely. And we, we were able to do, you know, we just did, we just did theater in a different way and, you know, wore masks and socially distanced block blocking, but we could do that. You know, professional theater couldn't afford to do that because you, if you can't have an audience, you know, enough enough of an audience, you can't do it. But we were, we were thankful to be able to at least keep going and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but we're, I mean, we would love just to keep growing and, and, and growing throughout Richmond and, um, deepening our programs and so um, do you have one like dream show that you haven't done that you would love to do <laughs> we have done all the shows that we that are available to do that we <laughs> can do I would say maybe fam of the opera okay is a show we could do that was the first show that I ever saw um, my first professional musical when I was 15 and was like the, I was amazed at everything about you know that show and fell in love with yeah. it. So maybe that um, as some of the shows that aren't available yet. I mean, any show that's on Broadway, um, maybe we could do Wicked. I don't, yeah, if that, but that's not going to be released for a while. And yeah, um, I remember us talking about that back in you know, yeah, I remember that, and yeah, yeah I wonder if it will be one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure one day, yes, but yes. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. right now we do a lot of, we do every show we can do. Yeah. So a lot of shows that come out now, honestly, aren't super family friendly. Yeah. So it's hard to find shows. So we need mm-hmm. some good writers out there. Keep writing those family friendly musicals. There's a new <laughs> Winnie the Pooh musical in New York yeah. right now. I don't know. Really? You, yes. It's all oh, wow. it's like puppets and stuff. I think it's a little creepy, but <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. It's like, it's <laughs> You're probably right. I'll send you a picture of it. We need to play with puppets. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's well, people my whole life have called me Winnie the Pooh. So I'm like, oh, this is like, but I kind of wish it was more like a SpongeBob route, but it, yeah. then, they did, then they did puppets and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. SpongeBob yeah. would probably be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We could do probably do SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. You know what show was so great? That was might be fight for my top five was Matilda. That was a oh, newer yeah. show for kids. And oh. that was we I love that show. I saw it on Broadway and then we had a great time doing it at character work. So that's so another great I feel like super underrated too. Like people don't really realize how great it is, but yeah, no one knows about it. A lot of you know, just people that aren't like obsessed with Broadway don't right. always know about that right. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
listen, freaking Kinky Boots won the Tony for it, and I'm still upset, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Matilda's so much better, but you know, yeah, I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, every listener knows that at the end of the show, I do like to ask two questions to each guest, and the first one being, if I was able to one day, I can't do it right now, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. One day, hand you a blank check and say, use this towards your passion. How would you use that? Well, I think I would use it towards what I just said. It was one of our big dreams and that's building a theater um, space and wanting to open that space up to um, just, you know, even just uh, the underserved kids, you know, you helped me work with um, some programs, Taylor, with, you know, kids yeah. in the city who don't always have the means to, even the transportation just to get out and do some of the programs that we do. So loving, love to bring um, you know, just make it accessible and uh, build a big, beautiful theater with some yeah. good classroom space and invite people to be a part of it. If I had all the money in the world, I really, I really would, I would donate that. So, uh, <laughs> thanks, Taylor. <laughs> but yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> right? Me too. I mean, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, go to the gala and, and donate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll start it. So we can we do can. it. Yeah. yeah. And then, I think um, will. I think, it will. I think it'll happen one day. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see when. We'll I know. There, I know. There's. Lifetime. Yeah, I. I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, again, one of those things that I know. I. I remember you guys talking about that even when I was in it. Like, I mean, that one's not long ago, but I'm sure you guys have been talking about it a long time. Of like, yeah, we want our own theater space, and we've had. Yeah. You guys have had a lot of great theater spaces over the years, but it's just it's different when you have your own <laughs> I'm sure yeah it's true and and we you know not to we've we've been so thankful to have some beautiful yeah. theaters and we still do um and we love being in these theaters and so that's been fine for a long time but the need for our own space just with schedule and um like-mindedness and all of that has just been really important more and more important as the years go on and so um yeah that's becoming more of a focus I think for us yeah. these days yeah. Or even sharing the space. There's a lot of like great Christian, um, just churches and programs in the area, just kind of working together, you know, as a community would be exciting too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then secondly, of course, the question that I love to do is ending it on a positive note is um, what is something that you're loving right now? Or it can be multiple things as well. Just in general or about? In general, it can be whatever you want. (laughs) what am I loving yeah what am I loving right now um I I'm loving um something serious that I'm loving is just there's a lot of kids who are really learning a lot about the Lord through character works and lives that are being changed and it's just completely the the Lord moving um and that is our ultimate mission really is to be able to encourage kids in their faith and share the gospel through this theater arts program that we have. Um, and that's really been happening in a new way and I give God all the glory for that. And, um, it's just wonderful to be a part of and watch. So I'm loving that. Um, gosh, what else? <laughs> I'm loving Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh my goodness. Listen, yes. 
I thought Ted Lasso was just the happiest new show because I felt like we were in kind of a drought in 2020 when people couldn't make you know shows and we had that glorious so anyway that was I love having some of that um you know those tv shows to fall in love with it's truly the best show on television right now and it's yeah I've talked about it on the show you know at length but it is such a good show if you've not watched yeah. it go it, it'll it, every episode brought me so much joy it, it's yeah. yeah it's amazing it's a nice it's a refreshing character Ted Lasso for so, sure yes and I feel like we've gotten to this point like in the early 2000s it was really about like the anti-hero like it was all you know and then it was like Breaking Bad and then like all these like really dark things right as dark and pretty like, and like, realistic. yeah Ted Lasso is like this like shining light coming in of like I will save all of you and <laughs> I know and I you know people had to just tell me that nothing bad was going to happen because the whole time I'm like, when is this going to turn into yeah. some dark, gritty drama? But yeah. it never, you know, it was just a lovely yeah. Yeah. story. Yeah. And I, I do like, like I, I like dark things, you know, as much as sure. other people, but <laughs> that sometimes you need, you need a Ted Lasso. That's why I just always watch Gilmore Girls all the time is because I just want right. to live in Stars Hollow, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I answer this too. I am love. Gosh, it, it it's so when you think sit and think about it, you're like, what am I loving? <laughs> There's so many things, right. you know, to 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 love um, in the world, which I think, you know, sadly sometimes people don't look at it that way. They're like, oh yeah, they're right. They're you can find all the things you don't love pretty yeah. easily. But yeah, I'm loving the holiday season. That's what I'm loving. This is gonna come out like right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so it's truly. I listen the best time of the year is that a cliche yes but I love it so much you know Thanksgiving is such I feel like it's such an underrated holiday but it's so great like I truly do love Thanksgiving right and again Ted Lasso's Thanksgiving episode like so or Christmas yes it reminded me of all the international I love that international dinner yes yeah and I see my, uh, like, I perceive that people see me as Higgins. Like, that's like, I feel like people are like, like in my life, like I'm the Higgins of my world. That's amazing. He's <laughs> the like, most beloved oh. character. Yeah. I'm like, I guess it's not that bad, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm Laughing. so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for this year. I feel obviously last year, it's just such a different you know, the aura around, around holidays was so different. And right. like my, my mom was in the hospital for COVID during Christmas. And oh, wow. so it's, and uh, she's totally fine now. She, she's great, but it was just such a different time. And I feel like we're, you know, COVID is still kind of a thing, but we're getting, I think it'll, it's gotten a lot better. And I think, you know, we're, we're all just in a much happier place now. So I think, um, yeah. I think the holidays will be a lot better this year. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need a normal holiday season. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And the what? Yeah, it feels like it's coming. Yeah, the weather just changed and Christmas shopping started. It's exciting. No daylight savings, like all the yeah, things <laughs> happening. It's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Beauty and the Beast. We're doing a show and Thanksgiving weekend. That's yes. back. So anyway. Yes. This will come out after that, but so just, <laughs> go, go see Annie and Charlie Brown, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those were our first, that was the first and second show we ever did. So we're doing that again during so our 20- I, I did Annie my soft, I think my, or my freshman year, sophomore year or something. Yeah. And she, yeah. One of my 
Absolutely. I, I actually used to like, Annie was probably one of my favorite show experiences I ever did. Oh, that's awesome. It was just overall, it was just such a great, I got to know all those little girls so well. And, and it's, I, it's, I, I hope that doesn't come around creepy, but I got to know, <laughs> I got to know like Bobby, the past, yeah. played Annie really well. Like we, it was just such a great, great experience. So go, go, go do Annie. Cause it is so much fun. It is so awesome. much fun. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites and it's um, the community loves Annie. It's yeah. one of those bestsellers. Cause you know, th- the moms my age grew up on that show and mm-hmm. you know, it's a Broadway classic. It's funny. I'm sure to see like every 10 years, like the revivals on Broadway too. Like I'm sure they're going to be doing Annie in like five years. Like, yeah. <laughs> to like see what the revivals are. It's so interesting. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, and sometimes that's nice because it's a new show. So we can, um, we get, we benefit off of the revival, you know, yeah. getting a new, a new script every once in a while. But yeah. yeah, this is the old, this is the classic. So love it. It'll love be it. fun. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for being on the yeah. show. So Thanks, Geller. I love this. Yeah. Of course. You guys can, um, you know, if you want to find out about SeaWorks, if you want to take a class, if you want to sign up your child, I think it's, let me look, SeaWorksTheater.org is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And I will put that in the show notes below. I also have a .org, PassionProjectPod.org. So we share... We shared the .org. Yep. <laughs> there it Organization. Is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, please, you know, if you're interested, of course, support support local theater wherever you're listening to this. But if you're in the Richmond area, you know, support them. It's, again, truly a wonderful organization. And so many, so many lives have benefited from it. And it's just incredible. So I, I, I love, I love the, I love all of you there. So. It's wonderful. We love you, Taylor. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll come back. I'll come back and do something. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, you have that on record, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need to do an alumni show. I'll put that out there too. That's that's something we dream about. So. Yeah. yeah. One day. Yeah. You guys know the drill. Follow Passion Project on social media. Passionproject.pod because we can't ever get away from it. So you go, you know, go and follow us on, on all those platforms. And um, you can support the show now if you feel so inclined. All of that in the show notes below. And yeah, thank you again so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>